eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And welcome back to the intern podcast here at dogman.com. I'm Jack McCauley alongside Luke Munger and the Washington Huskies heading down to USC this weekend in the Coliseum to take on the Trojans. Surprisingly, two losses on the season thus far for the Trojans. Obviously, they were a top-10 team coming into the season, but Washington, nevertheless, has a big challenge in front of them as they hit, arguably, their toughest road game of the season. Yeah, gigantic challenge, like you said. Certainly the biggest road test that Washington has had to this point, taking on the defending Heisman champion in the Coliseum. Obviously, USC has lost twice now. However, they are in sole second of the, uh, I guess, or they're in sole second in the Pac-12 race uh, and very much control their own destiny for playing in the Pac-12 championship. So it's a team that still has a lot to accomplish. And um, yeah, and it, I, I think it's hard to understate just how potent of an offense that Washington will be yeah. taking on. So it, it is still a heavyweight bout for sure. And when you say sole possession of second place, too, they are one loss in the conference. You know, it can be misleading with the two losses um, in the loss column. But since they've only had one Pac-12 loss, they are in sole possession there. But nevertheless, I do think that even though they are in control of their own destiny, it does feel like a team that is a little bit defe- def- deflated and defeated from the outside. Certainly. I mean, I do think it's interesting if USC kind of snatching victory from the jaws of defeat last weekend against Cal will give the Trojans kind of second life. It could have gotten bad. I think if USC had lost to Cal, you're looking at a potential spiral situation, but they came back from down multiple scores, were able to secure a win, fend off Cal making a surge. And obviously a lot of that was because Cal went for two to try to win it, which I stand by. Um, Yeah. You have nothing to lose. Of course. Right. But um, so, (laughs) I mean, of course they battled back to take the lead. They were one play away from losing it as well. I I think that there's conviction behind what they're doing and they feel they have a lot left to accomplish. I think that there might be some, some jitters on the defensive side of the ball, given that they've allowed 40 points in four of five games. So we can get into that later, but yeah, it's hard. I guess it's hard to say what kind of the pulse is down in Los Angeles. I maybe have a more positive take, but I'm also an optimistic guy. (laughs) Quite, you are quite the optimist. We know that, you know, but obviously USC gave up 49 to Cal this last weekend. Their defense has been somewhat a big national media talk. Alex Grinch obviously was at Oklahoma, followed Lincoln Riley to USC, once a Wazoo coordinator. He's certainly struggled this year. But when you look down their depth chart, they certainly have some talent. For sure. Um, 
they they certainly have some talent, you know, within within this team. You know, so what's an area that sticks out to you, Luke? You know, obviously it's a unit that has certainly struggled, but if you were if they were to pick up some steam, you know, who are a couple of guys you think could do that for them? If we're starting on the defensive side of the ball, I think the edges are really good. Jamil Muhammad and Solomon Bird have combined for 19 and a half tackles for loss and 11 sacks. I think that that is the best part of this USC defense. Another, I guess, bright spot, I think Eric Gentry is a rising star. He's only started the past couple of games at linebacker, 6'6", 215, so not your stereotypical build. But he had an interception, a forced fumble, and a tackle for loss against Cal. So I think he'll be... He's just a long athletic presence in the middle. So those are a few, I guess, that jump out to me. But I think that kind of goes in the nature with the Alex Grinch defense as well. It gives kind of elements of the WSU speed D, if we remember the speed D from back in the day where USC had, or I guess where they would make a ton of negative plays with Hercules Matafa and players like that. Um, but then we're susceptible to being burned. USC leads the conference in tackles for loss. I don't know if you saw when West Coast CFB tweeted that this week, but USC leads the conference in tackles for loss, and they have still given up 40 points in four of the last five games. Which They're is giving crazy. Up 150 or 170 yards a game on the ground. It's really hard to kind of fathom the the gap there, but it's interesting. They're capable of making negative plays, but they are also capable of giving up just – gigantic gigantic plays too yeah and they they really have been i think that's a perfect way to describe it they've been extremely inconsistent and it's weird too because there is so much talent on on this defense it's just they are so inconsistent kalen bullock playing free safety is an absolute stud he'll be a top top two round pick in the nfl draft i think this year um he's very good bear alexander up front has been one of the few lone bright spots um the transfer from georgia He's been excellent as well. Um, in Washington, I think this is a game for them to to really establish that running game to open up things. You know, like you said, they lead the conference in tackles for loss, so they are very susceptible to being burned. I think if you're able to use Dylan Johnson, Will Nixon in a lot of different ways, that's going to bring in USC safeties a little bit, you know, put their corners on an island where they've struggled this year, which is going to open up Michael Penix to do some damage with his arm. Yeah, and just speaking of the running game, I think another thing that is just interesting to uh, note for this USC defense is that I I don't think it's to the extent of what Alex Grinch was doing at WSU, but just speaking of, I guess, elements of the speed D, there is some pre-snap movement. I think that's another interesting thing that they'll try to do to disrupt the communication along the offensive line. Um, There'll be some pre-snap movement. They're kind of creative with like stunts and slants and things like that as well, which allow them to get in the backfield. However, I think they there's a lot going on, and if there is, a, I guess, a gap in communication on their side or a missed assignment on their side, oftentimes it'll leave a big hole, like you said, which I think allows for them to pick up a few negative plays while also paving the way for, I mean, you saw Ott at Cal pick up two really long rushing touchdowns. I think yeah. Dylan Johnson will get wide open lanes a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, Jay not rushed for, I believe it was like 120 something yards in the first quarter. Yeah. Against, and it was on six touches too. Yeah. <laughs> so He's USC made. is just like, they are really prone to bre- breaking up the, you know, allowing running backs to go to work. And I think this is a really big game for this offensive line too, to kind of get back on track. Certainly they were a little bit better last week than of course, Arizona state 
But, you know, now that you're starting to get healthy, you get Julius Bulo back in the lineup. You know, Parker's Brailsford's back at his national spot at center. I think this is a game where Washington can really take control on the ground and really get their offense back up the feet. And then as well, give their defense a little bit of a cushion, hopefully, um, for what, what, what we're about to see um, on this USC offense. Certainly. And then speaking of the USC offense, like we had mentioned, it's, it's a group that needs not much of an introduction with the defending Heisman champion, Caleb Williams. They score a lot, 45 a game. Um, Jack, I guess, <laughs> what stands out about this offense? Yeah, I mean, outside of, <laughs> outside, of, outside of Caleb Williams and the obvious, you know, I think people really have, I think, I mean, just because, you know, anytime someone wins a Heisman Trophy before they are eligible for the draft and everybody expects them to be just as pro- better than the year before, honestly. Yeah. And when you don't measure up to that, it's kind of like you're a failure, you know, you're having a down year, you know, why not quit? Caleb Williams is still having a fantastic year. And I think people are really just, he's an easy guy. He's an easy target to hate. You know, he paint, he has the nails painted, um, you know, his, with the NIL stuff going on and, you know, the different ownership rights he's looking into for the NFL. It's easy to really just start like picking your spot with him. But I think he's a guy who any play he has the ball, anytime there's a snap, he is extremely dangerous, both with his legs and arms. And with legs mm-hmm. particularly is something that Washington has struggled with. Obviously, Certainly. in the past, they've done a lot better job this year with the quarterbacks that they have faced. And Bo Nix, and then the and the and the guy from Boise State, already forgetting his name. Yeah, um, Green. Yes, Taylor uh, Taylor Green. But um, but yeah, with his legs, he's certainly a problem. And obviously, with the receivers that they have, um, two in particular, Dorian Singer and Mario Williams, are both very good receivers and top of the class, or top of the class in the conference. So they are they are exceptional. Brendan Rice and Kyron Hudson are two guys too that you know are going to get a lot of touches and they they are difference makers as well. So, you know, I think when you look at USC's offense, the skill position group, specifically the wide receivers and Caleb Williams, ew, it's right up there with Oregon's skill group as far as the toughest Washington's face. And, you know, obviously Oregon had a pretty good day as well. Certainly. Yeah. And then another one to mention too is Taj Washington, who's really emerged for USC just to show the depth of receivers that they have. He has, I think, uh, CFB or West Coast CFB tweeted this out as well, but he has 11 explosive plays of 20 plus yards this year, which I think puts him in the top five ish in the conference. Right. So he's another guy that's a dynamic playmaker. Um, Caleb Williams is surrounded with talent. And then, like you said, Kalen DeBoer gave Caleb Williams praise earlier this week, just for his sheer playmaking ability. Obviously he's capable of making any throw on the field. Um, he's been exceptional downfield. I think I, I looked it up. He's I think 14 of 15 and has com- thrown six touchdowns between the hashes, 20 plus yards downfield. Right. So the dude can just like air it out in a super dynamic and dangerous in that way with his legs. He's capable, like you mentioned, of doing damage, scrambling. He has nine rushing touchdowns this year, but he also will scramble to extend plays, which with all of the playmakers that they have out wide just al- allows more time for people to get open and then for him to make a ridiculous throw. So he will definitely be, I mean, this is not a hot take, but he will definitely be by far the best quarterback that the Huskies have faced this year because he's likely to go first overall in the NFL draft in April, right? So, <laughs> I mean, he's he's really, really good. And he's surrounded by good playmakers. As well. Yeah, and I think we, and we haven't even talked about the backfield too. They have two very, very solid running backs. Yeah. Austin Jones, Transfer over from Stanford two years ago. 
Um, he's 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 fantastic. He obviously was a highly touted recruit, Bishop of Dowd High School. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic. And then you got the South Carolina transfer this year and Marshawn Lloyd, who is mm-hmm. very explosive, explosive and really bouncy um, off tackles. You know, he's very good at breaking tackles. So Washington, something they've struggled with. Obviously, we saw it um, a couple weeks ago against Oregon and even against Cam Scadabo and ASU. They, you know, they really got to be able to wrap up these guys, uh, especially considering the weapons that Caleb Williams has to work with. And then his own weapon in his arm, you know, Washington's linebackers really have to have a big game. I think they're going to be playing on, I think they're going to be playing, you know, a lot of, you know, retreat ball. And then a lot of come hard, you know, you're going to have to come yeah. flying up and make a tackle, you know, just because of what they're going to be able to do with against. Yeah. Certainly. And this is almost, I mean, of course, Caleb Williams is what I'm most nervous about as from a Husky fans perspective, but I am worried as a, I guess, as a Husky about Washington's ability to slow down Austin Jones and Marshawn Lloyd especially considering how Washington has performed against the run the past couple of weeks. Talila Tuli Nasanoa not playing last week is concerning. He obviously made the trip and was suited. So you'd have to think that he's on track, but Washington doesn't have a lot of margin for error right now with stopping the run. And Marshawn Lloyd has been exceptional. He's uh, I saw on PFF that he has forced 40 missed tackles this year. So he's right up there with the likes of Becky Irving and ability to make people miss. So again, that's just another talented group along the offensive front. I would say USC is solid. They have a couple of uh, Justin Dedich is a guy who is super veteran and he is their center. He, this will be his 30th start. Jonah Monheim at left tackle is probably their best lineman. They've been solid. Again, they're paving the way for like seven yards of carry for Marshawn Lloyd, over five yards of carry for Austin. Part of that too, I think, does have to contribute to the imposing figure that Caleb Williams is. Of course. But I was going to say another thing just to keep in mind is that Caleb Williams has been sacked 24 times this year, um, which is more than I would have expected. Obviously, part of that is the nature of their willingness to drop back and have these long developing plays, right? Uh, However... It is something to keep an eye on. Braylon Trice was getting a lot of pressure last week. If he's able to do that again and not get blatantly held on every play <laughs> without it being called, then maybe he can be, I guess, be a disrupting figure for the dogs. But Washington will, that's something that Washington will need to really, I think, ramp up is try to do whatever they can to dial up pressures and get in Caleb Williams's face. And then, of course, not to break contain, which is a tall order. I know I just I gave a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> those are Luke's keys of the game. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you on everything you've just said. I think, I think too, in my opinion, I think when looking at this game, it's definitely one of those things where the offensive side of the balls couldn't be more lopsided in, you know, strengths. And when looking at that, I think one thing about Washington sticks out. And I, I think that this is a team who's always had to make a stop when they need to. And they've gotten that stop when they need to. I think this is yet again, we see it's what the third straight game in a row. We've had three straight games in a row. I think it's a fourth where it comes down to that. Yeah. Where Washington is at fourth down three straight, three state games. They made a fourth down stop. I think it's again, I think they do it again. I think they just have enough stops Yeah. where they're able to, I guess that's getting too far into my preview, but I think that's what the game comes down to is, you know, who can make that X, that one stop who can force a field goal because field goals are going to be massive, massive wins in this game. For sure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was, I'm not going to lie, Jack. I was absolutely shocked to see the line open in 76 and to stick at 76.5. I mean, it's such a high number. To see. It, it should be in the 80s, honestly. Totally. Yeah, I like... I think the winning the winning score will start with a four or five. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I think right? I'm. Yeah, it has to. Has to. So seventy six is, in my opinion, a low number for that. But, uh, anyways, I think we've kind of covered it. So now, shall we switch into? Gosh, I can't remember the order now. If we go pick the pack, bet to bar confidence interval, or what is it? We'll do pick the pack first. It might just we'll just be switching it up after last week. We, me, and Luke went even. Um, with everything in the Pac-12 play, but we picked a Big Ten game in which he picked Ohio State and I had Penn State. Um, yeah. And so we ended up, uh, I ended up losing that. So I'm down minus one in the category now, but we will go back down to the Pac- Pac-12 play um, where, I don't know if you have the Pac-12, I'll pull up the Pac-12. Yeah, schedule. I've got it up right now. Do you want me to lead it? Yeah, lead it off. Do you want me to do just in order of time or do you want me to try to build up to the most hype games? Uh, build up. No, no. All right. So we'll start then uh, at the mess coming off of a tough loss. Utah hosts Arizona state. It's kind of playing some spunky ball, but what do you got in that one? Yeah, I think, I think Utah bounces back after when they're pretty banged up against Oregon. And I think that combined with the loss back at home, I yeah. think they're due for a win. I don't, I just don't see Arizona state moving the ball too much against Utah. I agree with you on that. We will then move to Boulder, where a skidding Colorado team hosts Oregon State, who's coming off a loss of their own. The Beavs are 13 and a half point favorites in that one. Uh, and they play Colorado, correct? Sorry, I yeah, just told Colorado. you. Yep, yep. I think I think the Beavs roll here. They Another team loses, you lost, you play at home. And Colorado's just been skidding. Uh, they're looking like the worst team in the conference right now. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I don't think it'll be particularly close either. We are so far in agreement on the first two. And then we will go to the Palouse. We're speaking of, I guess, skidding teams. We've got the Cougs <laughs> and they'll be hosting at four and four. They'll be hosting Stanford, who's two and six, obviously coming off a game where they scared the Huskies. Jack, what do you got in this one? Yeah, the Cougs have looked. Stanford's for sure picked it up. And it's almost like how much of it was Washington looking bad last week to Stanford, you know, actually maybe surging. Or, or them, you know, or have they stayed? They beat Colorado, obviously, in dramatic fashion. But nevertheless, I'm picking the Cardinal here. I think Card- the Cardinal get it done. Um, I just, Wazoo is in this, they just, they're, they're in a big hole right now. For sure. I was going to pick the Cardinal strictly for a troll play, but and that's kind of why I picked it. Too. I, <laughs> you're going to ride with Wazoo. Um, I will, I'll pick the Cougs so that we can have a separator here. I do think it'll be close. 
Me too. Um, That's probably one of the closest games of the weekend, honestly. I think I think it'll be close. Uh, it is in the Blues. I think Ashton Daniels obviously has started to, I guess, emerge as obviously the go-to guy. And I think that stability will help Stanford continue to score. But I also do think that Cam Ward and the Cougs will move the ball against Stanford and score enough to win that one. Then we'll go down to Tucson, Arizona, where the Cats are two and a half point home dogs to number 19 UCLA. Jeez, this is this is a this is a banger. <laughs> Very good game. And playing in the zoo is no joke, too. It's a tough place to play. And I think because of that, and then just the surge that Noah Fafita and them have made, I think I think Arizona gets it done, man. They are rolling right now. And I think it's a really, really close game. But I just I just don't know how. I just think this is one of those games, like as a as a true freshman, that both no Fafita, you know, tough defense you're playing. But Dante Moore, this is like a weird place to go travel to, and I just don't see him getting it done. Kind of like Oregon State. Yeah, I think – I mean, I just think regardless of who UCLA puts out there – that I just don't know that they have yeah the offensive firepower to put away Arizona State or Arizona, excuse me. I don't think it'll be particularly high scoring, but I do like the cats in that one. And this one should have been earlier on in the hype thing. Sorry, that totally blanked on that. But Oregon Cal. Oregon Cal. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll both I think we're we can almost gloss over that. The ducks are rolling. I don't know. If yeah, Cal it's not gonna be close. Yeah. yeah. Heading into the bet to bark. Offensively, Luke, I took your, th- I stole your thunder a couple weeks ago, so I'll still let you have another one ahead of me. Um, Gosh, bet to who bark. do you have? Who do you have? Offense, bet to bark. Offensively for bet to bark, I'm going to pick Dylan Johnson. I know you picked Dylan Johnson last week, um, but I think that Washington is going to look to win on early downs with USC's ability to force negative plays. Um, obviously, I think there will be stops in the backfield, but I think Washington, with the way that USC has allowed people to run it against them. If they start feeding Dylan Johnson early, can keep the sticks moving, second and short, potentially even rip off the occasional 10, 15 yarder yeah. and start to build some momentum. So I've got Dylan Johnson breaking triple digits. Yeah, I got I got big play JP, Jalen Folk is mine. Yeah. I just think that, you know, how susceptible this USC defense is. I think Dylan Johnson has a great game, which is why I picked Jalen Polk. I kind of feed off that, you know, I think. Um, it's a domino effect here. When Dil- if Dylan Johnson gets going, it's going to allow their safeties to come down a little bit, get some more co- one-on-one coverage where JP is so good, good out. And I think he makes goes up and makes a couple really big time plays. Defensive side, I'll let you go first. Yeah, defensively, I'm going to go with Braylon Trice here. I think if you're going to have a g- good game against USC's uh, defense or offense, you got to be able to get some pressure, throw Caleb Williams off a little bit, and like we kind of hinted at earlier, pressure numbers haven't been outstanding for st- for USC's offensive line. And I think Braylon feeds off of his big game last week against Stanford on primetime television this week. For me, I'm going to go with Edifuan Ufuccio. I know it's kind of a it's a it's a maybe offbeat pick given how much USC is going to throw the ball downfield. But I think that after a couple weeks of Washington kind of struggling to contain opposing teams' rushing attacks, I think Eddie steps up, makes a couple tackles for loss, forces USC into some uncomfortable situations or they allow people like Braylon Trice to maybe get after Caleb Williams on third and long and maybe create opportunities for the Huskies to get off the field. Now confidence interval, Jack. Yeah, I'm going to go with the six here. I, I think I feel it's, it's one of those. I lean, I lean a little bit, you know, I just think the USC's defense and the way they've slid 
gives me I, ju- I just think Washington's defense is a little bit stronger a little bit more battle tested than USC in terms of having to make big time plays when the time's ready you know obviously USC had that again, two point conversion but you know it's just been they have let up far too many points against lower quality teams yeah. I, think. I mean it's 40 points in four or five games. but it is a tough environment right. to play in and Caleb Williams is outstanding so it, it's one that could go either way yeah, I'm going a six as well. I feel like we've been kind of all over each other on the confidence interval picks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I think like you had mentioned, both offenses are great. I just think Washington is scoring 40 plus on USC. And I think there's just something to winners win. And Kalen DeBoer has won seven straight games against ranked opponents. Um, and that is where I'm going to hang my hat. I agree. I can agree more. Awesome. Well, big game this weekend in the Coliseum, dogman.com pre post and in-game coverage. We also have Husky hoops coming on Monday. Jack, we need to hop on the horn and break down some hoops at some point. Yes. But until then go dogs. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.